everybody, and welcome back to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles, and with me today, as always, is my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friends, Charles. Yes, we say friends plural today because we are joined by a very special guest, Um, You may recognize him from his revolutionized children's literature with the infamous cult novel Smack, which was the winner of the Carnegie Mellon, and then the Guardian's Children Fiction Prize, and then Doing It, which was the winner of the Los Angeles Times Book Prize. In his first adult novel, Loki, he breathes new life into Norse myths, and we're super happy to discuss the book today with him. Everyone, please welcome Melvin Burgess. Melvin, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I'm just delighted to be here. Thank you very much. Always, always lovely to talk fantasy with friends. Yes, well said. We couldn't say it better ourselves, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and fantasy is kind of, you know, looking at your, um, your, your, uh, your previous works here. Fantasy is kind of a new four-way for you. You know, uh, you've you've written so many well-received children's books. What made you just decide after all that success to dabble into the fantasy genre? Well, I, I had done some fantasy before, you know. Um, um, I, don't, I don't know whether they made it across to you guys. I did a couple of books called Blood Tide and uh, and Blood Song, which were based on the Norse Volsunga saga, mm. um, which was mm. uh, really, the, you know, the the inspiration for for Tolkien, which is the inspiration of, you know, practically the whole genre, isn't it? You know, he, you know, the Volsunga saga, you know, you can see the beginnings of Smaug and so much that, uh, that, that Tolkien used. So, uh, but, but it was, um, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a, a YA book. Um, so it isn't the first time I've, uh, I've dabbled in the realms of fantasy. I've always adored mythology, you know, it's been a big thing with me my whole life and um, Norse mythology, Norse mythology is the business. I always kind of think that the the Greek gods are a bit sort of, you know, they're a bit wet behind the ears, aren't they? <laughs> Paddling around in the Mediterranean, whereas whereas the Norse bunch, you know, they're much more suited to um to you know the the northern moors that I live on up here. So uh, that's that's the business, and yeah, Loki's always been my favourite god. <laughs> what more need I say? Well, we, we can tell because the, the charm really comes across. And I would also say, too, that this is um, uh, your first adult novel. Is that correct? And um, it would hard. I'd be hard to imagine this book, Loki, being a, a YA novel because you really go for <laughs> it in this book multiple times. What was that like for you? Was there some kind of catharsis really getting like, well, if I'm writing an adult book, I'm just going to lean into it. Or was it just natural for the character? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, I mean, I, I've done such a lot of YA books, and um, I, I've sort of had a reputation of not really holding back with with my YA books. But uh, nevertheless, there are some themes which which you feel aren't really necessary for people um, uh, still in their teen years. And um, in the myths, uh, Loki has actually done most of them. So um, I, I felt actually that I was um, I was trying to stick. I was trying to stick true to the God, you know, all that business with the, you know, with, um, with, the, uh, you know, building, building the, the citadel and the horse and mm. all the very dodgy things yeah. that Loki gets up to, you know, he's, <laughs> he was reviled back in the day, uh, but by the other gods for, for the stuff that he got up to, he was always, you know, he was always, um, uh, you know, uh, not, not, not very well behaved. 
I have to say, I did enjoy it, though. You know, I just sort of felt, <laughs> oh, come on, you know, it's Loki. We've just got to go for it. We've got to give him his head in every sense of the word and let him just, let him just, you know. So I, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun, you know. And, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in your breakout hit, Junk, if you want to call it Children's or YA, you're talking about heroin addicted teenagers and things like that. So it sounds like you're pushing boundaries in uh, children's and young adult. And then when you're given free reign in full out adult work, yeah, you go for it. And also seems like, uh, like you're saying, I would look up after uh, I'd read a scene in here. I'm like, that was wacky. Did Loki actually do that in the mythology? And I would look, I'd be like, oh, wow. Loki did actually do that in the mythology. He did, he did all <laughs> that stuff. That's what's so great about it. You know, he was, you, know, you always think of, you know, the Vikings, they're so sort of, you know, butch and manly and muscular and going around smiting people and all the rest of it and rape and pillage. But, you know, Loki was, you know, uh, Loki was completely no hold bars and um, in every direction. He was, he was, he was not necessarily very blokey, you know, nothing, nothing was out of bounds. If it was, and if it was out of bounds, you could bet Loki was there doing it. So um, yeah, you know, he's he's the one. He's the one. He's he's funny, he's charming, he's uh, he's completely transgressive. He's great. He he definitely does stick out, especially, you know, he he talks so much about Thor and Odin, and you know, he loves to kind <laughs> of talk down about Thor as being this brutish typical Viking guy so you see the voice come through in that quite a bit and that's one of the things that Dylan and I when we were reading through this were super impressed by with this book is how you managed to create this like I'm going to call it modern voice for Loki and I just wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit how do you get started writing a book because basically story uh, Loki is telling the story to the reader he's like sit down you uh, little humans and let me tell you the story of the <laughs> gods how it really happened <laughs> and and then he goes and tells this like narrating this story so how do you get into that voice of a figure like loki a god well uh, you know it's 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 there have been a lot of retellings of those myths you know and all sorts of people have had a go at it, uh, but very rarely in the first person because it's the gods, you know, and I think people are a little bit wary of that. Um, Loki, I mean, I, I kind of felt that Loki Loki feels as though his time has come. You know, we've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of very successful... I mean, he's called the father of lies, isn't he? We've seen a lot of very successful, uh, successful liars on, on both sides of, uh, of the Atlantic in in recent years haven't we so i think loki loki kind of felt that you know maybe maybe it's the maybe his time has come maybe it's time to sort of um let rip and um the thing about him is he is the father of lies he admits that he's the father of lies and i suppose the real question at the back of the reader's mind and at the back of my mind in fact while i was writing it was you know how much is he telling the truth how much is he is he lying through his teeth right and um you know, he, being a completely untrustworthy uh, character, he's he's certainly appealing to our um, perhaps our more liberal sentiments, you know, and saying, look, I'm the good guy. You know, history is history is always written by the winners. You know, I was manifestly a loser. I got chained down in the bowels of the earth with a venomous serpent dripping poison onto my face. I'm a loser. So, you know, 
this is the real version, believe me. So in a sense, he's 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 putting on a voice, mm-hmm. you know, he's trying to appeal to us and he's trying to yeah. trying to find a way of reaching out to us. So that was kind of my way in, I felt, you know, that, that he was he was he was he was adopting a modern voice. You know, he was he was he was trying to find a way to communicate with us because he feels as though maybe we could be on his side if he can if he can convince us uh, that Mm -hmm. despite his lousy reputation and his manifest uh, dishonesty, that he's he's someone that we can uh, we can relate to and we can help. So so that's how it um, that's how it came about. I mean, the other thing about it is, is that I've always felt with a lot of retellings of, of, of the Norse myth that they're always told in this kind of folktale kind of way, you know? Mm, yeah. It's always like, you know, once upon a time, this happened and that happened and the other happened. And, uh, but, you know, it's myth and it's, 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 it was religion, you know? So it's got to have something numinous about it and it's got to have something, you know, um, really, really fierce and, and powerful and uh you know with um with mystery and you know tragedy and something numinous in it so uh, and i hope that there are occasions uh where he's talking for example about you know odin being uh hanging from the tree for nine days or maybe even the birth of his uh three monstrous children you know where <laughs> where he kind of he 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 he, he actually addresses that that true mythic quality you know so I, I didn't want him to be ordinary in any way I didn't want him to be like some guy that a second-hand car salesman that you meet by the pub who's giving you any gab you know he mm-hmm. he has to he has to have the weight of the deity behind him but at the same time he is a complete uh, untrustworthy liar of the <laughs> <Yeah>. best kind. <laughs> I love and how ahead, he's always uh, trying to say oh I'm like I'm not giving enough credit and you can try to see the ways in which he's twisting things in his own direction. And that's a great job. Like the subtlety you use in that where you're so entrenched in Loki's voice that you trust the reader though, to read between the lines and say like, Oh, like this one. He'll even say like, Oh yeah. Was I a occasionally having another relationship with other people in the middle of my marriage? Yeah, Sure. But like everyone was doing that. It was like the golden age, those kind of things. <laughs> and uh, he glosses over those, but emphasizes his role in everything good that has happened. So uh, it feels very true to uh, what the father of lies would be uh, telling us, especially when he's got a motive. He's trying to win us mortals over to his side. For sure. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely got an agenda. <laughs> He's definitely got an agenda. I, uh, uh, I did like, as I say, you know, once, once, uh, once the voice came, you know, I started off. I just sat down and I, I, I wrote that introduction. And once, once I'd got that voice, and it didn't take very long, then really you could just sort of sit back and let him, let him go, and uh, and and it, it almost sort of wrote itself. I'm very familiar with those myths. So yeah, and he was, um, you know, like like the chapter, you know, all the good things I've done. I mean, you know, he's. I don't know how he is sometimes. You sort of think, really? Really, you did that? It was a golden age because of you, was it? Really? Yes, exactly. I'm sure and it was. Sometimes. You, know, you can't believe these guys. Look how violent and atrocious <laughs> they were. You know, they're, they're absolute thugs. Sure. 
and, yeah. and they are. So, you know, you think, oh, maybe it is true, you know. <laughs> but the use of first person, like you mentioned earlier, is another interesting piece to this because it allows the mischief to take like an even an even deeper route into the narrative, right? Because he's like, yeah, you know, you guys can owe your existence to me. See the sun. I played a critical part in that. There would be no sun <laughs> without Loki. And you're like, I don't remember learning about that. But it's, uh... <laughs> sometimes it's as simple as like, I kind of mentioned to Odin at one point, like, <laughs> oh, you know, wouldn't it be great to like, have some sort of like bright object or whatever. Like, I don't know the exact wording, but his, his critical role is like, I mentioned it at some point and then Odin <laughs> did all the work, but like, if it weren't for me, then you'd never he's see the song. I know. He's, he's, uh, he, he somehow or other seems to be behind practically everything good that ever happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty to, much. Uh, uh, to the human race, the sun, you know, indeed the creation of life himself. <laughs> or, uh, life itself uh, certainly human True. life which um although uh not perhaps in the way that we'd um we'd care for ourselves i think that <laughs> on that particular i don't think loki could could help himself uh no uh, dissing the human race and then every time after he tells that creation story he has a new <laughs> clever name for us that right. i'll let readers uh <laughs> i'll let yeah. readers pick up the book and yeah, find out but i was laughing every time and literally yeah. it's like you know it happens right in the beginning and then every other time he addresses humans yeah. for like 150 pages 200 pages <laughs> it's like oh this guy's committed to the bit <laughs> oh yeah yeah he's uh, he's not letting you forget that he's the big guy that you're really really not <laughs> <He's> really... <laughs> yeah it was it was so much fun it was so much fun uh he's you know i don't know everyone everyone I, th I kind of think with loki you know that everyone everyone knows someone a bit like that you know very charismatic charming funny you know you know okay completely lying but to start off you always feel like, well he's lying for us you know he's he's our liar he's he's great <laughs> Then of course, at the end of it, you realise that actually, do you know what? He's been lying to you all along, just like all the other dopes. You know, so. for sure. You had mentioned before that you were very familiar with with the Norse mythology. What I I'm be curious to know, like, how far back does your like appreciation of the Norse mythology go? How did you get into it? How how did you kind of come about becoming such a so knowledgeable about it that the voice of Loki just channeled through you? <laughs> channeling the voice of the deity yes that's <laughs> that's that's what i'd like to think yeah. well um, <laughs> it goes um it, it goes back a long way you know i mean um when i was still at primary school now my dad um uh, used to work for various publishing firms he used to write a lot of um, educational material and he worked for um now who was it now was it faber i think it was no no uh oh i can't remember the at Oxford University Press, it was OUP, mm. and uh, they did publish a whole, you know, series of uh, of myths and folk tales, you know, and he used to bring them home for me, um, you know, Czechoslovakian folk tales, you know, tales of the moors, tales of the forests, you know, folk tales of Britain, folk tales of, you know, Sweden, all this sort of thing, uh, and he did bring a book back called Tales of the Norse Gods and Heroes by a woman called Barbara Leone Picard, who, um, who 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 used to do a lot a lot of that back in the day, you know. So I must have been about nine or something, you know, I suppose, something like that when he bought this. And it, they immediately caught my imagination. I always loved um, 
I always loved the gods. Um, I I just I just thought it was fantastic. I liked I liked I think the fact that um, with Loki as well, there is the beginnings of a story. You know, the other gods kind of they do things, and it's like short stories. You know, it's a, <laughs> they do this and they do that. But there, towards the end of the Loki cycle, there is this this business of him uh, um, killing Boulder and then trying to escape and then going to the feast and insulting the other gods and then being hunted down and all the rest of it. So there is this kind of downfall uh, thing going on with Loki, which somehow sort of echoes the whole Ragnarok principle. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yes, it, it goes back a long way. And I just, I just always, um, always really liked it. And when I started um, my, uh, my, my career, sort of do it doing YA, um, after shortly after doing uh, junk and, and doing it, actually, I wanted to have a go at the, the Volsanger saga. Uh, there's a whole host of these sagas, you know, Icelandic sagas, uh, dozens of them. A lot of them actually uh, really recounting actual historical events of actual historical people. Uh, and most of them I, I didn't adore quite as much. But the Volsanger saga had this this magical element to it, you know, and it's a family beloved of Odin and uh, really a really magical and an extraordinary story. I mean, in many ways, it's like the sort of North North European hero myth. So, I, you know, I, and I, I wanted to, I wanted to have a go at that. So I, I did that. I wrote that partly in the first person and partly in the third person that, so that did, that did pretty well. Um, but, you know, so I have had plenty of opportunity to acquaint myself myself with these myths i did quite a bit of research for for the uh, blood tide and blood song um I, I i already knew the uh uh the basic myths but of course you can start then getting into the original manuscripts snorri and the you know the the edda the elder and the younger edda and various other sources and so forth if you want um although in some ways you know if you're if you're taking a riff on these myths rather than simply retelling them, then uh, uh, you're allowed, I feel, to, um, you know, uh, make stuff up, basically. Um, you're doing, doing Loki, um, I mean, one of the wonderful things about uh, about doing Loki, of course, is is that, you know, as the loser, um, he's, he's, his version of those old stories isn't going to be the one that came down to us via Snorri yeah. and through the uh, older and the elder and younger Edda, because you know it's it's going to be completely different. So, you know, you can you can make it up. You can decide that actually, you know, yeah, it's his fault that it's his responsibility that the sun is here, and you know, you can change things because um, uh, you know we all know that the winners write history. So you know, you can you can you can muck around with those myths uh, because because Loki's telling his own version. So that 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 sort of so you know yeah my 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 relationship with it does go back a long way and I had already written these two books in which I was kind of you know taking taking a bit of a chance and um, retelling those stories in uh, in, uh, in 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 a, in a in a different way to the way that they were written down. Mm. So yeah, it goes back a long way. It goes back a long way, and I, I still I still adore them. I still I still read them, and you know the characters and the the quality of them come up. There's still you know it's a shame, really. I you know there seems to be such a lot has been lost. I'm sure, unfortunately, uh, you know the uh, the northern 
Northern European uh, civilization wasn't as literate as the Greeks, for example. So there's them loads missed. You know, there's very little about the about the goddesses, for example. You know, there, there's whole reams of stuff, and there's hints here and there. I mean, there's a hint, for example, you know, that Loki um, Loki had another family, um, and that he lived amongst the giants, amongst the Jotun, mm-hmm. as um, uh, uh, as a woman, and gave birth to other children whom we hear nothing about in, in what we've got. So, you know, you know, actually, there's 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 loads more you could do if you if you wanted. It's just a question of you know how much you're prepared to make it up and how much you want to base it on what's there. <laughs> yeah, well, I like how you. Uh, you're getting at this idea that using Loki as the narrator, both by nature of him being uh, the loser of history, if you will, and by nature of him being a master of deceit, anytime you choose to take that creative license and uh, make your uh, subtle changes or or drastic changes in some cases, uh, all you're doing is further building the character of your narrator and leaning into that. So it's... Uh, uh, very clever and creative mechanism for being able to tell the version that you want to tell of these. Yeah, uh, you know, I've, I've been thinking about it for a long time. I've got a friend of mine, a poet friend of mine, who and I was saying, oh, you know, we were planning on doing something together. And I was thinking, well, I could sort of tell the stories and you as the poet could do, you know, the voice of the gods. And then I was sort of thinking, oh, why should why should I give this guy the best bit? You know the voice of the god. That's the interesting. <laughs> right. That's the really interesting thing. You know, so I've been, I've been trying to think for a long time how I might approach those retelling those myths in in, in a fresh way, and not going into that sort of folk taley kind of you know once upon a time you know no, in this sort of stuff. You know how I could do that. And it was during yeah. lockdown. It was during lockdown, you know, over here, uh, while while we were all sort of stuck at home during COVID, and uh, we had a lot of building work going on here. And my wife and I had uh, taken a place right up on the tops. I mean, we live um, uh, on the Pennines, and if you, we we had a house right up on the tops, um, right on the edge of nowhere. You know, you could you could look out the window and you could just see this flat moorland stretching on forever, and the big valley in front of us, and when the during the winter, you know, I mean, you'd wake up and the snow would be about eight feet high. It was, it was, it was a good, good place to write, you know, Norse mythology. And um, yeah, so I sat down one day and I thought, okay, you know, uh, maybe this is how to do it. Maybe, maybe Loki can can give us a version. He's got every reason to, to you know, uh, to have a different version and to tell us a different version. He's He's always been my favorite god. So yeah, I just I just sat down and uh, and and as I say, yeah, you know, that voice, once I'd got the voice, it was it was no problem at all. You know, it just it just sailed along. In, in, uh, it was one of the best writing experiences I've had for a, a very long time. I, I I it did sometimes really feel as though, you know, I was uh, I was I was channeling, I was channeling a deity. He was he was, you know, it wasn't anything to do with me. I mean, you're you're one of my favorite American writers, Kurt Vonnegut, oh, once yeah. uh, once famously said to a room full of writers, "Let's lock the doors, let's close all the windows, and and admit just amongst ourselves that none of this is anything to do with us. You know, this all comes <laughs> down from above, and we're just channeling whatever it is. You know, all the writing and the thing like that. And it does feel like that sometimes because you know it's all coming from you know it's it's, it's in your unconscious where this stuff happens. You know, mm. you it isn't as though you're sort of sitting down." 
using your logical bits, you know. Uh, but this one, it was more like that than anything, you know. The the, the voice just off he went. Yeah, and it's funny to hear that you almost gave away some of this uh, prose and voice stuff to a poet, and then meanwhile, uh, this this novel's been heaped with praise, especially for the prose and the voice. I, I know SFX called it uh, a beautifully lyrical masterwork. I mean, must must feel <laughs> Very nice. nice you. <laughs> right. Very nice. Loki will be delighted. <laughs> He'll take all the credit, I'm sure. He'll take all the yeah. credit. For- to be up like, on his more like Elvin guy what to say so well you're only helping him by saying that he that you were channeling him he's, just, he's gonna to, enjoy taking that nothing, credit nothing to do with me none of that transgressions it's any of any of my responsibility at all <laughs> that must be why he chose you he knew you'd you know, take yeah, no credit and let him I have, have no all credit of it. for this yeah the uh you know, none of it. Not not the charm. Not the humor. Not the uh, not the not the not the not the clever spreck. Not the not not the transgressiveness. Not that business with the horse. None of it. Nothing to do. With it. <laughs> you don't like it. Take it up with him, <laughs> and you know all the Norse mythology. Yeah, but, see how and, far that gets you. <laughs> <laughs> and like what all what also fascinates me about like this. This idea of the Loki character, yes, he is presents this great opportunity to retell and maybe put some extra poetic license into these classic Norse Norse mythology retellings. But what he also does is he's able to bring, like you said earlier, this like contemporary lib- like you're able to make a very contemporary thematic connection to history today through Loki, because Loki in a lot of ways is trying to be like guys together like there's this problem with people in power today and all i'm trying to do is just be accepting and cool and like do fun <laughs> stuff all the time it's like maybe you know there's a problem with that and and the way a like you use the loki character to kind of have this like theme of today especially towards the end when you when you bring it all back i don't want to spoil anything of course and in the acknowledgements (laughs) and the acknowledgements as well (laughs) (laughs) well you know when i was when i was sitting down with it you know it was literally because you know politics uh, you know in this country in your own country at the time you know it was just these barefaced liars just you know (laughs) as far as i'm concerned just lying and lying and lying and everyone's going oh great (laughs) <laughs> really, I think you know our, our, our delightful uh, Mr. Johnson, um, you know, and um, yeah, you know, it was just, uh, you know. So I just thought, well, obviously, you know, it's the age of the liar. So let's uh, uh, let's go for it. But then and, you made uh, Loki uh, the liar, the honest one. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, I mean, you know, can you tell? You know, right. maybe he's telling the truth after all. You know, I mean, it's. <laughs> I was convinced. It's, uh... I was convinced. <laughs> You know, in jazz, they say it's the notes you don't play. I think it's the lies you don't tell, right? It's it's how you weave truth into it that makes it more believable. I feel like that's uh, that's Loki's method is making those lies at the right point. It's a more clever way of doing the lies and getting them to be believable. A, 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 a good liar, a good liar, always starts off with the truth. Yeah. And um, I think that, um, you know, actually, you know, really, a really talented liar, someone who really knows how to use lies, they can actually sometimes use the truth itself in a dishonest fashion. And I think Loki occasionally rises, rises (laughs) to that peak, you know. 
It's certainly. And in, I was reading it and I was like, this is, you know, as old as a lot of these stories are, there's a lot of these issues that have come up, especially even since COVID to now, <laughs> there's been a lot of conversations in politics around like you, you tackle things like sexuality and, and gender. And a few of those things make a huge, um, are huge themes in your book. And I'm like, wow, these are you know, I'm, you know, Dylan and I were like, did these things really happen to Loki? It's like, yes, they, they were written a long time ago. And then it's like, wow, the, the fact that I think why a lot of people will say it's both contemporary in tone and a contemporary work is because it is amazing how like, we're still having these conversations today. They're still at the top of contention and politics. And, and Loki's like, what's the issue? Like, this is who I am. And I live this life all the time. It's no problem. <laughs> yes, it's. Um, I mean, I mean, it is. It is one of the things about about myth. I think, as opposed to you know what, what you might call folk tale, is is that you know it it, it does kind of reach in, in in into into life in a way which 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 carries on through time, you know, and that these kind of uh, that these stories have something to say. That's why they last. You know, it's it's because people read them and they think, oh yeah, you know, I can I can re I can relate to that. I can relate to that in my life. Um, and Loki, as I say, his place in in the Norse pantheon carries an awful lot of those things, an awful lot of those things. If you go to sort of Hinduism and so forth, you know the the business of having um, of having uh, gods that that can change gender or have both genders or um, uh, gay gods and you know uh, heterosexual gods and you know whatever this, you know they're all over the place. Um, in 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 the Norse world, in that apparently you know very male world that we know i mean you know it seems as though actually uh archaeologically it seems as though it's a bit less male than than we've been thinking for a long time they've started realizing that some of those warrior burials were actually uh women mm. so maybe you know maybe our, our version of it it wasn't quite as quite as butch as it <laughs> as it looked in the in the old films but um you know, Loki carries an awful lot of those those quandaries and those questions in him. You know, he his his, his sexuality isn't straightforward. His identity is, you know, he's a shape changer. He right. sometimes he's male, sometimes he's female. You know, sometimes he's straight, sometimes he's gay. You know, he's he 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 operates on in terms of identity on so many different levels, you mm -hmm. know, in, in relatively few stories, you know, I mean, and uh, I, I think that that's another thing that makes him, him so interesting. If you think of Thor, you know, he, he sort of hits big guys with a hammer and, you know, <laughs> kind of that's as far as it goes, you know, and I suppose, you know, he was, they say he was the protector of the poor and uh, he looked after the peasants, you know, because he was keeping, keeping the big forces away, the, the yacht and the giants and so forth. So, I should think if you had a hard basic life, you might you might look at uh, thought for your protection. But Loki um, Loki's a lot more complex than that. He's a lot more interesting than that. His his character is 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 you know it's just it's it's sort of slippery, but it's multifaceted, you know. So yeah, he's he does he still carries an awful lot of those uh, of those issues as you say you know about identity and identity is such a big issue um certainly well i mean on both sides of the atlantic isn't it you know people are always discussing these things so yeah he's he's there he's right there i had um i had a lot of help off um uh, uh you know uh, trans folk and 
uh, non-binary folk, um, we had a reader, a very good American uh, um, uh, uh, trans woman who helped us, uh, you know, with this, as, and um, was very interested in mythology herself. So it was it was very helpful, mm. and um, so you know that that was that was looked at. Uh, and um, I had very few uh, issues, a few things, you know, I mean, obviously from um, uh, that particular perspective, there's always, you always get something wrong, you know, sure. you know, when you're, when you're looking at other identities, whether it's, um, you know, a sexual thing or a racial thing, you, or you're always going to get something wrong. So there were a few things wrong, which I was very happy to sort of pull out. I can't try to remember what they are now, but I don't think it was anything really very significant, but, uh, but yes, you know, he, so uh, that modern that modern approach and the fact that those old stories actually still still you know tell those kind of tales is very interesting i think that those old stories came down to us really via um via via snorri you know the 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 icelandic or norwegian um uh, guy who wrote them down just so that basically because the poetic tradition there and the uh, the uh, the kennings, you know, the the images that they used. Everyone, like you know, the Wales Road, for example, famously, which is the sea. You know, those sorts of things. A lot of them referred to the gods, and a lot of them referred back to these old stories. So he was really just writing them down so that people would recognise what the poems were talking about when they came out with these with these images, mm -hmm. these similes. So we don't know what he did and what he didn't do and what his attitude was. It was certainly already in a Christian era. So, you know, how much he Christianized it and, you know, what he left out and and exactly how people would have viewed those deities back in the day is something that that is gone. You know, we can't capture that. Hmm. But, um, you know, maybe uh, maybe. Maybe it was not quite as butch as, as it comes down to us. Maybe it was very different. And I like to think that maybe maybe Loki was um, um, a, a little more highly regarded than uh, than he came down to us. There is a, a story which is nearly always left out of the Norse retellings because it's um, it's regarded as a folk story, um, which comes from uh, uh, the, the, the Faroe Islands and not written down in this list of sort of the proper myths that you get in... Um, uh, from Norway and Iceland, okay, and it's a, it's a great story in which Loki is actually the hero. <laughs> um, it's it's basically basically it's um, have I got time to quickly tell this story? Sure. It, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Just very quickly go through it. You know, it's it's, it's, it's it, it kind of it kind of shows another side of Loki, I think, which you don't necessarily get. Basically, there's a there's a fisherman, okay, and he loves playing chess. He's a fantastic chess player. And one day a giant comes along and says, you know, I'll play you at chess, you know, but let's make a bet on it. And the bet is, you know, the giant will give him loads of gold if he wins, but if he loses, he has to give him his son. And of course he loses. So then he prays to Odin and Odin, I think he turns the boy into a single grain of wheat, which he hands, puts on a single ear of corn in the wheat field, you know, and the giant goes out, mows it all down, gets it. Then he, and then he prays to Freya, who turns the uh, the boy into a piece of down on a on a swan's breast, which has migrated over to the Arctic Circle or something. The giant goes out and gets that. So then they pray to Loki, and Loki turns him into a single cod egg in a sort of massive row in a huge cod. Giant goes out and you know gets it. 
and Loki goes with him fishing, you know, and uh, he sees the egg and he he says, you know, is that what's that? And the guy says, just a little fish egg, you know, so he blows it. Loki blows it out of his hand, turns him back into the boy, and he says, go and hide in your father's boathouse. So the boy runs into the boathouse, and uh, the giant goes chasing after him, sticks his head in the boathouse, and then Loki slams the door down and chops his head off. <laughs> the great thing about it is, is that Loki's the hero, but he does it by cheating. I... <laughs> none of the other gods, none of the other gods. Odin, he says, oh, he found it. I'm sorry. You know, you'll have to, you know, I've done what I can. And Frey is the same thing. But Loki's like, no way is he going to beat me. You know, he cheats. He cheats. And uh, in any other folk story, you know, that it would have been, oh, you know, you'd have had to have been clever and you'd have had to work it out. But Loki, you know, never mind the rules. <laughs> chops the giant's head off so and that's that's the side of loki that you kind of hope hope he is going to be on your side because you know he, you, he he will he will get you what you want he just won't do it very honestly that's all yeah well something i want to bring up melvin is so with the marvel movies and all that uh loki and thor had a little bit of a of a moment out there it's obviously a much more pg version of what went on with those characters that it's uh, it's interesting how'd you did you keep that stuff in mind that like people have these images of uh thor and loki that are probably at, at this time much more informed by marvel movies than they are by the like ancient myths um well you know i mean I I like the Marvel movies, you know, I, I, I watch the Marvel movies, I, I quite enjoy them, I'm, I'm not quite so keen on Thor as a hero, I was always a bit, <laughs> uh, he, he wasn't my favourite one, and I'm I'm not hugely keen on the Marvel uh, Loki, you know, possibly because I know, I know the, the original version, I don't really feel as though those myths, enjoyable, those films, you know, and, and the comics as well, enjoyable though they are i don't really feel that they're about norse mythology you know they've they've taken those characters and they've they've turned them into sort of um you know uh, uh, american superheroes in the tradition of american <laughs> superheroes you know thor's the goody loki's the baddie most of the time they've borrowed a bit of the complexity of his character you know because you know sometimes yeah. he can be kind of handy you know but uh, i i don't really feel that they've um, they've they've tried to plunder um uh, the, the actual myths or the actual mythology, uh, except they've just kind of taken the taken the names and the the, the 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 roles in a very general way, which you know it's fine. You know it's um, these things. The great thing about these old stories is, is that they're not under copyright. You know you can do what you want. Mm -hmm. Anyone can sit down and write about Odin or Thor or Loki, and uh, no one's going to come and say, "Hoy, you know you can't do that. It's mine because." You know, it belongs. It belongs to all of us already. So, uh, so no, it. I didn't really. Um, I didn't really bear them in mind. I was sort of thinking, oh, you know, maybe, maybe people will be interested in, in reading this version because he's so well known. Um, I'm no longer so sure about that now because I, I hadn't quite realised how many books had already been written about Loki. You know, there. Hmm. If you go, you go. There's dozens of them out there, aren't there? You know, there's uh, every, everyone's had a go. So, uh, mm. you know, there are many, many, many different Lokis. You can take your pick. Sure. 
and I also think that if 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 you're coming into this just with your understanding of like Thor and Loki, the superheroes, I was super interested in the interpretation of Thor as kind of like the villain in this story constantly and also like the punching bag for this typical machismo kind of presentation of Norse mythology as well so as as I would really love to talk for a second about how you channeled Thor in this story although we don't get (laughs) his voice we certainly get a perspective of Thor because you know I think what people know going into this if they just know just what's in popular culture is that they're at odds, but they're kind of family and they kind of, you know, although although they're totally different. But Thor is always presented as this like superhero man of the people kind of guy. So what was it like just through channeling Loki? You're like, OK, now I've got to take this position on, on Thor now. Um, how did you kind of develop this uh, this interpretation of Thor? Thor, um, Thor's, Thor's never really been my uh, favourite right. Norse god, I have to say. Um, he's, it comes off. He's quite a straight, <laughs> you, know, you can probably tell. You know, he's a kind of straightforward, kind of straightforward um, you know, guy, isn't he, really? And um, that there's not much complication. You know, you, you'd want him on your side in a fight. I, I'll go that far. Yeah. Um, so... You know, I just think he's. I mean, you know, as soon as as soon as Loki arrived in in Asgard, there, then um, you know he he immediately started dissing the whole thing, didn't he? You know, they were all living in caves, clutching turnips to their chests, and you know, if it wasn't for him, you know, they 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 wouldn't even have basic sanitation, would they? So you know, Thor was always going to be a prime target. Um, if you um, you know if if you read the myths, um, Thor is a threat uh, to Loki pretty well throughout. And in that final sequence where he's um, he's engineered the death of um, of Hod, um, you know, when he goes back to the feast, he goes back after he's been sort of after he's done that and he's run off. He goes back at one point to try and wheedle his way back into the. In, 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 into Asgard, he goes to a, a feast at the at the at the halls of Aga, the the sea god, and um, um, it's when Thor turns up, and he sort of says, you know, any more any more of your because Loki Loki's basically insulting everyone. I don't know how he thinks that's going to come across. I think he's just lost it by then. But I mean, um, Thor uh, Thor makes it very clear he will kill him. And in the end, um, when he's uh, when he's turned himself into a salmon to try and avoid the net of the other gods, it's Thor who catches him by the tail. And, you know, this is why the salmon always has a thin tail, because he was gripped mm-hmm. by Thor. So, you know, uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the tales, you know, the, the, there is that element of animosity. There's also an occasion when they go, um, they go adventuring together, you know, uh, uh, that sort of happens. But I just think that Thor's just a an obvious target for Loki. You know, the big the big soldier guy, the guy who goes around killing everyone, the guy who goes smashing the giant skulls, you know, uh, you know, he he's 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 not someone that you're gonna um that, that, that you're gonna big up, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna do it. And and the other thing about Loki is I think that perhaps this is his weakness. He just can't help himself. 
you know, <laughs> can't really stop himself from insulting people. I mean, for example, you know, with the creation of humanity myth, I mean, he didn't have to, he didn't have to go that far. He just can't stop. And, you know, with Thor, he was just absolutely going to have to insult him. That moment in Aegis Hall, you know, in, in the actual mythology, when he's going along and he's wanting to drink with the other gods, you know, it's called the flighting of, of Loki. And he just insults everyone there. He just insults absolutely everyone. So he's, you know, that side of his nature has overtaken him and he's, he's, he, 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 has become, he has become out of control, really, in a sense. So I think that's where it came from. I do think that, you know, the aspects of Loki, um, nearly all of them are there. You know, I think they're there in the myths. I don't mm. think I I necessarily, you know, I mean, giving it that modern twist and then turning them into um, into Loki's version of history, if you like, mm. um, you know, was, 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 was a position that I took. But I think that most of it does actually come. Most of it does have its roots in, in those myths, I think. Um, so yeah. it's all there. I think it's all there if you look Absolutely. for it. Yeah, it's it's super interesting to see these the the complications of these relationships combined with the interpretation another relationship in this book that i found very interesting i was kind of laughing at throughout was loki and odin because loki's always like we were brothers man we were best he was my <laughs> we were best friends you know you guys just weren't they don't talk, talk a lot about it but we hung out all the time and then meanwhile it's like odin's doing his own thing and and then you realize that loki you know would that had like tricked him into giving the oath of brotherhood and, and this and that. But it was really interesting to see just how at one point Loki's really just looking for like the validation of being kind of the true right hand guy for Odin, like the one who really helped him out the most back when he was, you know, cool and had both eyes and everything and kind of fell off afterwards you know so i i would love to get your perspective too of how you approach this uh lodi loki odin relationship uh, <laughs> that's like a celebrity couple name celebrity couple yes yes loaded loaded um well i mean thor was was never uh the most interesting god for, uh, for my opinion but odin he he's interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you look at his, um, his his qualities as a god, he he really is. He he's he's got a lot going for him. You know, he's the the, the you know this love of mysteries, this uh, self sacrifice on the trees. You know, he's sacrificing himself to himself. He's you know the the, the side of uh, Norse mythology which is religious. You know, is is there in Odin mm. and the fact that um you know um you know sacrifice to odin was um a, a human sacrifice and it was a king you know you 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 could only give the best to the best you know there was no other way of doing it um so you know he is he's he's really clearly the most important um figure in in norse mythology the most center of the religion if you like and um, so, A, it's it's very clear that Loki is going to try and ally himself. Uh, to, that yeah. stands to reason. But the business of them being uh, being buddies and the business of them having um, uh, having a sort of oath of brotherhood, that is there in the mythology. 
you know, again, um, if you look at um, that's that feast at the end in Aegir's Hall, when uh, when Loki goes to drink with them, he says, you know, but we we swore an oath of brotherhood once. There was once when you swore that if there were, if you were having a drink, I would be there and that you would, you know, always drink with me. And it's Odin who says, let him in. The other gods wanted to get rid of him. So he has sworn. Odin did at some point swear an oath with Loki, you know, mm. so that has happened. Uh, or, or there is a reference to that happening. We don't have any stories which are actually saying, you know, this is how it happened and this is when it happened. Mm. Uh, but, but we are told that it did happen. Um, that's why Loki was actually allowed into that hall, having actually been the main cause of slaying uh, Odin's beloved son, Balder. So, um, so yeah, you know, that, that, again, you know, it's where it comes from. It's it's all there, you know, it's all there in the mythology. And um, I didn't really have to, um, you know, um, I mean, you know, what the, the start points there, then you off you go, you know, and you invent it and you, you talk about it and you play with it. Um, the business about um, Loki tricking Odin into that oath of brotherhood um was an invention on my part but as i say that story isn't there we don't hear mm. how that happened so um i was i was at liberty to to make my own version of that and um you know i think um as as the father of lies um one of one of loki's tricks if you like is uh, sometimes to do himself down mm. you know he, he he doesn't try and make himself out to be perfect and then that is one occasion in which he's saying look you know I, I i wanted that oath and i felt as though i deserved that oath, so i made sure i got it and i tricked you know well, that's the kind of guy i am you know don't you love me for it so uh yeah you know that was that that, that, that was where that one came from um the other occasion when he um when he helps uh odin uh, again a bit of an invention on my part is um the sacrifice of odin to odin on that tree, which is one of the um, more um, strange bits of Norse mythology, you know, and it is, as I say, a very mystery-based kind of concept that, you know, Odin sacrifices the best, sacrificed to the best. That means Odin has to sacrifice himself to himself, which he does. And this is how he brings back the runes, you know, and that there is a bit of uh, uh, poetry which has survived, which, which, in which Odin talks about talks about doing this and um in in uh in in, in my version loki uh odin has to has to die and he, he wants loki to kill him and loki loki does it reluctantly um again you know i don't know whether you believe him i, I have to say that sounded quite truthful to me because i don't know why else he'd tell that um yeah. maybe he'd tell it because maybe he, he could have invented it because if you say something for which there is no other reason than it's true, then that's pretty convincing. <laughs> maybe he's just like, maybe he's just convincing us that he is yeah. convincing, you know, because you know it's there's there's layers, aren't there? But um, but yes, you know that I I enjoyed writing that bit. I enjoyed writing that bit. I felt as though that was really Loki um, talking about. I felt I felt as though he he was he was talking of of an experience that uh, had, had affected him very deeply at the time. 
And um, as I say, you can't rule out that he wasn't he wasn't uh, just making it up in order to show how important he was and um, and to show that you know I'm I'm like you guys. I have I have deep meaningful experiences. You know, but uh, yeah, uh, but it's you know it's all in the mythology. It's just a question of carrying on and right. talking about it. It's funny you mentioned that Loki did it reluctantly it seems like every single bad thing that loki ever did he he did very reluctantly and under coercive pressure uh based on his uh, his retelling of this and uh, i think <laughs> it's so funny whenever you get to watch loki like try to explain himself in something that i'm sure in the mythology was just painting loki as the villain of this story and then loki loki's perspective is always uh uh you know if you were in this position you would have done the same thing like how else could i have done anything else and i i really appreciate that <laughs> that element of it yeah it was as i say it was fun it was it was it was such fun to write and uh he's uh he's the eternal eternal the most slippery slipperiest customer on earth i think you know try to pin him down and it's never his fault he was always doing his best and um it's he's just been painted painted in such dark colors because because they need a scapegoat that's all it is right he's well, the good guy right and, and reading the book i gotta say has me convinced i, I was charmed <laughs> by by the loki character you know I, I i always thought i was you know thor's the hero right thor's cool but i'm like yeah you know what kind of overrated <laughs> just a brutish baby based on Loki's and loki pretty much gave him the hammer right so i mean you're you're good there <laughs> Well, yeah, he did everything. All the good things I've done, he gave him the hammer. He gave him, you know, but I mean, he, <laughs> he was in he was in really bad trouble when he gave him the hammer. Otherwise, he would have never done it. Yeah, so. yeah, I think he regretted that one. I think he regretted that one. Yeah, yeah. Thor was bad enough as it was, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, he he uh, he yeah. Thor Thor's just a thug, really, isn't he? You know, he's just a sort of just a militaristic. Uh, skull cracker yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the way he's presented for sure <laughs> i'm sure the, not even the, the team at marvel behind. would have a different interpretation but <laughs> <laughs> like also kind of a lackey anyway too like not even the brains behind any of the bad things that happen not the brains uh just just a psychopath really i mean you know it's it is a complete hatchet job uh, that loki's presented as there's thought seems to have no redeeming qualities whatsoever um, when they first meet him, he's a bully. When um, when he goes on his first adventures, he's a bully. And yeah, he's not even the brains behind it. It's all Tyr, the god of war, who's uh, who's who's using him for his purposes. And Thor is quite happy. Thor's quite happy to be doing anything so long as he's got skulls to crack. Yeah. There and you go. There, and there's all, so much more to get into in this book as well, but. Uh, um... You know, I, I think we got to leave something for the readers here. I think there's a lot to look forward to just in the the way that the story is told, the first person narrative the you've split it into. Is it six books within mm -hmm. the book as well? Um, it, it's really just a great kind of, I would call it almost a character study <laughs> of the Loki character. And, you know, as someone who did not have a lot of background and understanding about Norse mythology and to, to Dylan's point as well it's like 
you almost want to look up this stuff as like, is this one of uh, Melvin's crazy inventions or Loki's crazy inventions? It's impossible <laughs> to tell. And, and more often than not, it's Loki's. And uh, that uh, was a real joy to read as well. Oh, I'm really pleased that you liked it so much. I mean, you know, anyone who enjoys it, I'd encourage you to go and read the Norse myths. They're, they're fantastic. Um, uh, they're fantastic myths. And although, you know, um, so much of classical literature refers to the Greek myths. Actually, you know, sort of actual sort of what you might call ordinary culture. Um, you find it there in the Norse myths, you know, it's 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 not sort of high flown and and Latin and Greek and all that kind of stuff. It's it is our roots as uh, you know from the North European culture and the Anglo-Saxon culture and the Germanic culture, which um which you know is, is so much of America comes from. Not all, obviously, but quite a bit of it. You know, that's it's got those roots in it, and I think people relate to it, uh, relate to it like that. And as for um, as for as for Loki, well, you know, I mean, I hope one of the things was that one of the challenges with the book was to make sure that you you could read it and you could enjoy it without knowing the myths, you know, because you know otherwise you'd actually have to just sell it to students of Norse mythology, you know. And, uh, and well, so I wanted to kind of get those stories across without actually having to retell them. And I, I hope that was successful. But um, yeah, anyway, yeah, best fun. Best fun I've had in a long time. <laughs> well, it had a kind of edutainment aspect to it for me, where I was, I felt like I was learning about a lot of Norse mythology I had to kind of fact check Loki of course but oh, did you know? set me in the right direction <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah yeah he's uh, it's, it's 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 very rich mythology it's a very rich uh a, a rich rich area and as I say the character of Loki so many facets so many aspects so many modern uh references in there and uh you know funny yeah there's various uh bits in there that i i didn't put in you know i mean um and um uh, and uh, sometimes i sort of look back and think, oh why didn't why didn't i put that you know for example you know there's there's a piece where someone he someone has uh bet his head okay and he's lost so he owes this person his head and he says to them well you can have my head, but you can have no portion of my neck at all. And they're saying, like, right, how can I, how can I cut the head off then? You know, he really can't. So there's a bet which he has to, he has to make them laugh. And uh, if, if he can make them laugh, all things are called off. And so the way he he makes them, uh, the way he makes them laugh in the end, and it's a, a cold-hearted, uh, you know, frost giantess whose husband he's been responsible for killing. So the way he does it is. He he ties his testicles to a billy goat. <laughs> and then the billy goat tries to run away and Loki gets dragged behind it, howling in pain. And uh, of course, it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> this, is, this is Viking humor, guys. <laughs> Some good slapstick. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you know, so it's a proper bit of proper bit of slapstick. And it's it's so it's Loki, so it's you know, it's typical Loki. It's it's rude, and he's kind of doing himself down at the same time. You know, he's He's a great character. This, as I say, you know, once if you, if you know the mythology, you'll find so much of it, uh, the roots of the of, of my book, there in the mythology. It's you know, it's, it isn't really like I had to sort of uh, you know make it up. It all 
came from there. Once you've decided that you're going to put it in a in a modern context and a um, a retelling, then you know off it off it goes. Right. And and who knows? Loki seems to be teasing a potential sequel towards like throughout the whole book. He's like, well, that could be a story we could tell another day. It's up to you guys if you want to hear it. You know, <laughs> there are there are plenty of other stories. There are plenty of other stories. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, yeah. um, you know, I also say I love the Norse mythology, and I, I, you know, I might I might have a look at doing some of the other gods. You know, there's plenty of plenty of interesting things there. We'll It'd be see. fun to get someone else's perspective, and then we could see how they see Loki. I, I always enjoy that when uh, and I know you've used multiple point of views in in work in the past. So that that could be fun. Do you know which ones you're considering, or are you keeping that close? To well, the um, I mean, there's a number of contenders. One contender is um, there is. Um, a character who's sort of not not really a god, but perhaps could be made a god. Who's the sort of the uh, Hollander, the Smith god? Um, I don't think that would involve a lot of Loki. But I mean, the interesting thing about that is there is in the in the mythology there is something of a story there, and that would be a very 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 different voice. So there's that one, um, and of course you know the um, the, the the really interesting ones um, would be Tyr. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, Thor might be interesting because who knows? He might not be the actual sort of clawed-tongued thug that Loki makes him out to be. <laughs> you know? Who knows? And um, I don't know. The goddesses are interesting as well. You know, I mean, unfortunately, there's not much, uh, not many stories for those goddesses. But Freya is interesting, and there are a few stories about Freya. Not always all that complimentary about Freya. You know, she mm. was. Uh, she was she was quite a complicated character as well in some ways, and there are various hints about other things that you might want to write about. So you know, yeah. mm. I'm, I'm I'm considering considering my options, um, although I'm not totally convinced that uh, they'd be as much fun to write as um, as the father of lies himself. Yeah. Loki was the was the star of the show for sure, but um, no, I mean I. I I would highly recommend this book to anyone who's, you know, the, the thing that I would praise about this the most is really your voice and your writing style. Those are the things that I was absolutely um, blown away by. And then obviously the vehicle of Loki has so much potential from there. So I, you know, I, I think that anyone who's been interested in these conversations, it's like, it's a really contemporary, easy to dive into piece. And it was just a fun reading experience. There's, a lot here and there's some scenes that just only the ancient nordic people could have invented that i was like wow it's like i thought our stories today were pushing the envelope but they've, they've been pushing the envelope for yeah for thousands of years here way beyond really? yeah. way out way out there some of that stuff's so way out there you wouldn't believe so it out there i'm like wow you know you and then but somehow i'm reading this way out there thing and i'm like okay what's next? You know, it's just like, you know, like you, you kept me in, you kept me going and uh, it was some wild stuff. So there's a lot to look forward to in, in the novel for sure. Thanks so much. I'm, I'm very happy you got it. And I'm very happy that you got it as well. You know, <laughs> some people don't get it, you know, they say, Oh, you know, the language. Oh, you know, some of the things that happen and they're saying, Oh, you know, oh, yeah. It's easy for people like that to get uh, turned off from this book in about, 
25 pages maybe <laughs> but, would, but you it, don't have to go very far you don't have that. to go far yeah. but you know you're picking up a book called loki you're gonna get into some wild some wild mischief you know and that's all the more fun yeah yeah he's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's he was never known for pulling his punches he was never known for hiding his light behind a bushel yeah yeah there you I mean, go. Neither you, Melody. Modesty, either. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, when I read your Wikipedia page, my favorite line on it was uh, Burgess again attracted controversy in 2003 with the publication <laughs> yeah. of doing it. And it's like yeah. uh, the the again is doing a lot of work there. <laughs> well, life is short. You've got to have a bit of fun, haven't you? And I mean, if, um, if, um, you know, I mean, actually sort of, you know, looking for controversial. Trying to be controversial for its own sake is is a bit of a waste of time. But um, if something is genuinely uh, uh, controversial, then that's for a reason, and that's attractive. Mm -hmm. It's attractive to write about if it's actual, you know, an actual sort of uh, something that people have difficult feelings about. You know, one thing um, I should say, one thing that helped me a lot. I've got a friend of mine who does a lot of, um, you know. Um, theater he writes um operas and one of the things that that he does he does he goes into schools with his little theater company and presents educational stuff and then uh, does a little play which is genuinely um interactive in the sense that the kids mm. um, can can decide what the ending is and so forth so occasionally we have a little thing where he plays um he plays Heimdall the uh the the, the 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 guy who guards the rainbow bridge mm. in and out of Asgard. Um, and um, he, Heimdall has had his sword taken away from him by Loki. And uh, and then I come on as Loki. And um, I have, and Heimdall says, the kids give it, the frost giants are there at the, at the bridge and Asgard is going to be overrun. And, and uh, Heimdall has to, has to get his confidence back. He's lost all his confidence, you know. And he's, he's if only he if only he gets his confidence back, maybe he could do it. And I have to come in as Loki and say, no, you know, Heimdall, he, he hasn't got a sword. He's, you know, don't you? Know, I'll, I'll, uh, I, I'll lead you against the frost giants. I'll do it, you know. And I have to convince them. And we have a little competition. And sometimes my friend Martin wins. Okay, in which case. Heimdall doesn't need his sword. He can just face down the frost giants with his godly powers and they sort of, ooh, they clear off. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they're convinced that I'm actually the guy. And then, of course, um, <laughs> I, I, I go and I, I lead the frost guards, the frost, the frost giants. <laughs> How the, does that go? All the kids get <laughs> slaughtered by the frost giants. They say, oh, sorry, you know, you should have known better, really, shouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust Loki. So yeah, that's Loki. So I had um, so I had a little fun and I had a little a little bit of a laugh doing that. And I've got I've got a couple of them coming up actually. So oh nice. So you know we'll see. I, I dress myself up in my smart clothes and well, I try and treat kids to let them uh, attack you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember um, uh, the first time first cup first time I did it I failed. You know and they 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 had Heimdall on. So um, and Martin was a little annoyed with me because I said, look, guys, you know, if you vote for me, I'll give you loads of sweets. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he said, you can't do that. That's that's stepping outside of the, the historical role. And I said, 
it's Loki. I can do what I want, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you they... think Loki's bribed a few kids with candy before. Come on. I don't think he'd have any problem with that, you know. <laughs> He's done a bit it. worse. Yeah. Once he's <laughs> decided he wants something, uh, you're going to have a hard job stopping him. I couldn't agree more. Well, Melvin, thank you so much for your time today. It was so great getting to to know you and to know more about your background and more about the Norse mythology as well. Thank you for shining some light onto the book for us. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for your enthusiasm. Of course. Which um, I very, very much appreciate. Um, and thanks, as I say, for getting the book. Uh, not everyone's got it. Some people have, um, you know, I don't know really, but uh, you, I think you, I think you kind of had the had the kind of reactions to it that I was hoping I was going to get, and it's always always nice to see. That's great. Nice to see that going on. You know, you, you it's um, it's fun and it's transgressive, and it's whoa, what's he going to get up to next? This guy, and is he telling the <laughs> truth? But, you know, thanks so much. Thanks Total for getting pleasure, it Melvin. the right way. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, guys. Loki, it just came out uh, last month, so it's relatively new. Go pick it up. The cover, the American cover is gorgeous, I gotta say. Well, oh, yeah. it's like metallic sheen color. On beautiful it. cover, beautiful, beautiful cover. I, 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 was, I was very happy with the whole production of the thing. Yeah, the color where it's like gray with a tinge of green. It's, it's really fun. It's a beautiful book. So don't sleep on it, guys. Pick, check out Loki by Melvin Burgess. Melvin, thank you again so much for coming on. We greatly appreciate it. And then thank you all so much for listening. And uh, as always, go forth and conquer, friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's our, that's our catchphrase. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Gotta have one. Why not?